Bismillah alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin thumma amma ba'd alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islam wa sunnah all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. Ya marhaban, I greet all of the believing brothers and sisters with Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the first in a series entitled It Takes a Village. Now, the purpose of this series is to highlight certain issues and affairs and matters that are needed and necessary and required for establishing an Islamic community. Now, as we know, the establishment of a community has multiple layers, has many different aspects and things that need to be addressed. So, of course, one lecture, um, one discussion will not be enough to tackle all of these affairs. And I don't claim that within this series, all of the affairs will be tackled. But bithnilahi ta'ala, I will try my best to to tackle those affairs that are within my ability to address. Bithnilahi um, ta'ala, the playlist of this, it could be found uh, over on YouTube uh, of the various topics that are related to this overall general theme. In any event, in this one, I want to highlight and focus on the issue of planning because we can't afford poor planning. Now, just in full disclosure, I don't want this to come across as if it is criticizing the efforts that have been done, nor do I want it to come across as if what I'm going to speak about is not being done because I believe it is being done by a number of communities. But it's just to lend some advice to existing communities who may be lacking in this regard and to lend some advice to future communities so that they don't fall into the mistakes that we have fallen into, so they don't fall into the mistakes that other communities have fallen into. Now, some of these things that I'll be speaking about, it will be from the aspect of observation, that I've seen it from observation and uh, the mistakes of others. And some of them will be illustrative of uh, mistakes that I have been a part of due, due, yeah, due through the process of learning, you know, trial and error, things that I have seen from my own experience that just don't work or they don't work in the most efficient manner, right? So I want that to be understood, that these are based upon personal experiences and and or observation of other communities and what they have done from missteps, which we cannot afford to repeat them. Now, so in any event, as relates to planning, we have to be able, when establishing communities, we have to be able to assess the task at hand, right? When in, in planning anything, right, we have to be able to assess the task at hand. We have to be able to clearly identify the resources needed to complete this task. And we have to set a clear course of action and systematic steps needed to accomplish said task. Um, and, and this is the prophetic way, right? This is what we learn in the deen of al-Islam, that when we go up against any issue, 
any situation, any task, we have to assess that task to see what is needed. We have to assess the task to see what steps are needed to be taken, right? We have to test the test. We have to assess, excuse me, the task so that we can see what is the scope of it. Is it something that is light, something that is heavy, something that is complicated, something that is multi-layered, something that is simple? Yeah, to the end of it. We have to be able to assess it in order to tackle it properly. And without doing this, yeah, we, we would just be lending to our own failure. So it is incumbent that as communities that we learn to start seriously planning, right? So inshallah ta'ala, let, let us look before getting into some practical steps that we can take as communities. Let us look and let us see how this is actually planning, is necessary, and actually from the prophetic way. Let us look and let us examine this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in his noble book, he tells us, yani in his statement, اذهب إلى فرعون إنه طغى. When Allah ta'ala was sending Musa, alayhi salatu wassalam, to Fir'aun, Allah Ta'ala, he said unto Musa, and go to Fir'aun. Verily, he has transgressed all bounds in disbelief and in disobedience, and he is arrogant and a tyrant. He is one who, he behaves in an arrogant manner, and he's tyrannical, he's a tyrant. So go into him. So when you look here, you see that the task is 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 clearly assessed, is clearly defined. Go to Fir'aun. Fir'aun, he is one who has transgressed the bounds. So you have to know who you're dealing with. You have to know the situation that they're in. This is not one who is humble. This is not one who may be open to advice. This is one who has transgressed the bounds. This is one who has transgressed and they have exceed they're exceedingly yani, disobedient. They have gone to extremes and disbelief and disobedience and so on and so forth. One who is tyrannical, one who is arrogant. Now, so the task is clearly defined. What the obstacles that he will be up against were clearly defined, clearly stated. Now, Musa alayhi salam, when you look, as Allah Ta'ala informs us of the statement of Musa, when you look to what Musa made dua for, what he asked Allah Ta'ala to give him, this is because he clearly identified those resources that he will need to carry out his mission. That was clear when, yani, when you look at the dua of Musa, والسلام, where Allah Ta'ala informs us of what he said, where he said, Qura Rabbi Sadri. He said, Musa, والسلام, he said, Oh my Lord, open for me my chest and grant me self-confidence, contentment, and boldness to carry out this mission, to take this message, the message of Tawheed, to take the message of, of, of Islam to Fir'aun. Open for me my chest. Grant me self-confidence, contentment, and boldness to carry out this message to such an arrogant tyrant. amri, And make my task easy for me. And make my task easy for me. And this is, yani, before going on, 
this is a tool, this is a resource, or this is a means, and from the greatest means by way in which any and all endeavors are accomplished, and that is by constantly making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, constantly asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid us at every step and constantly, consistently, all throughout the times, from the beginning, in the middle, the end, everything, that we ask Allah ta'ala to, to, to help us. We ask Allah ta'ala to give us what we need. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the success. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide us what we need to accomplish this task. Naam. Whether that thing be related, connected to ourselves specifically, or or, or or connected to the overall mission in general, naam, that we ask Allah Ta'ala for what we need at every step and at every any stage of the process. That we constantly beg Allah Ta'ala. And we find that Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, he's showing us this, where he's asking Allah, he's begging Allah, he's making dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to give to him that which he needs to carry out his mission. Naam. So this is yani, tremendous, and this is as relates to the building of community, just as relates to everything in our life. We have to constantly be begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us success. Allah ta'ala informs us that Musa, after asking Allah ta'ala, amri and make easy for me my task, Allah ta'ala informs us that Musa alayhi went on to say, and and make loose the knot, meaning the defect inside of my tongue, i.e. to remove the incorrectness from my speech. Now, now this occurred as a result, as it comes in uh, 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 the tafsir, as it comes in the explanation to these verses, now, that this occurred as a result of Musa's tongue being damaged when he was uh, an infant, when he was a, a, a baby, that his tongue was damaged due to uh, a, a braid of fire, yani, an ember of fire or what have you, that damaged his tongue. Bidilahi ta'ala, refer back to the tafsir of these verses and to the qissa uh, and to the historical uh, account of Musa alayhi salatu salam. And you can get any further detail on this, right? But again, this is not the intent here. Um, so I'll, I'll leave that for the listener to go back and to further do some some homework and to get better understanding of the the, the historical event of Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, the life of Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam. Now, so he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to loosen the knot and the defect from his tongue. Now again, all of this, when you look at this, this is showing us that he, he has clearly assessed what he will need to carry out his mission. And from the things that he will need to carry out his mission is that he need the, 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 the defect of his tongue yani, to be loosened so, so that, his, so that yani, his speech could be understood. And thus he says, as he goes on to say, qawli, So they may understand my speech. Naam, remove this defect from my tongue so that they may understand my speech, so they may understand exactly what I'm conveying to them. Because in order to carry out the mission, then he has to be clearly understood. He has to be clearly understood. Naam. Again, all of this points to assessing exactly what is needed. This is not haphazard. This is not just you know, jump in, feet 
you know, both feet at a, yani, uh, uh, you know, at a time, jump in both feet. No, he is assessing everything that he will need to be successful in his mission. Planning, planning. Now, this is all what pre-actions, yeah. Right. And then Allah Taala informs us that Musa Alayhi went on to say, waziran min ahli," and appoint for me a helper from my family. Appoint for me a helper from my family. Now, now, when one looks at this, and they will say, yes, this, this points to planning. This points to planning. It points to the yani, assessment of what is needed. Now, a helper from my family and planning. But when we look at it, now, it implies that in a general sense, but also specifically, why? Because Musa, he identified exactly who. Who would be best fitted for this task? Now, based upon their traits, based upon their talents, based upon their strengths, so on and so forth, who will be best fitted for this task? So he goes on to say, Harun, Akhi, Harun, my brother, to appoint a wazir, to appoint a helper for my family, in who? Harun, my brother, to appoint him as my helper. Now, and let him share in my task. In conveying Allah Ta'ala's message, uh, yani, and in prophethood, now, to make him share in my task, to also task him with this, to, so he can help aid and assist me in carrying out the mission. But also, what that also that he be made a prophethood, uh, a prophet as well, and yani, let him share in this event. Let him also be a prophet to help me and to assist me. And to delivering this message to Fir'aun and his people. SubhanAllah, there's so much benefit that can be taken in this. Yani, the, uh, the, the selflessness of Musa alayhi salatu salam, because being a prophet, this is, SubhanAllah, this is the best, this is the best job that a, a human being could ever have. This is the best, yani, assignment that a human being could ever have. This is the best station and level a human being could ever have. This is the best honor a human being can be honored with is to be chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be a prophet. Musa he was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wasn't selfish. He didn't just want it for himself. He didn't just say, okay, that's it. I'm the prophet. Alhamdulillah, that's it. everybody. No, but he said, make my brother a prophet too. Make him a prophet too. Let him share in this task. Let him share in this responsibility. Let him also yani, share in this honor and this level of being chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he ends uh, the dua by saying, kathira, So that we may glorify you much. So that we may glorify you much. Ya yeah, subhanallah. I'm, and, I, and I'm bringing this up because this is illustrative and a motivation for what we're trying to do. Because the establishing of the Islamic communities, right, it covers and takes care of a number of needs. It checks off a number of boxes, right? From those things, of course, there are things that we benefit from so that we have yani, a center of learning, that nucleus, the masjid, now, where we come there, we, we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we learn about our religion, so that we may implement 
and practice and live in accordance to the teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah, where our children can go and learn their religion, where they can learn these life skills, life skills meaning where they can learn the aqidah and the minhaj, those things that they will have to utilize throughout the course of their lives. And then other life skills, bithilahi ta'ala, that may benefit them in their day-to-day -day life, that they, that they develop these things and learn these things, right? So we benefit. Our families, they benefit, right? We have a, we have a, a place of gathering where we can come together in a, in a communal spirit. Naam. So, yes, we benefit. Naam. But also what? What is one of the purposes of the masjid? What is one of the purposes of people coming together to learn about their religion? Is so that they can better what convey what they have learned, so that they can make da'wah, so they can call others to it. The Prophet said, he said, well, and and convey from me, even if it's one verse. Convey from me, even if it's one verse. Naam. How are we gonna learn? How are we gonna convey from the Prophet without knowing what he what what he taught? Where are we gonna learn that? The masjid. Naam. So we learn and then we take. This guidance outside of the the, the 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 walls and the doors of the masjid, and we extend it to the community, and we benefit them with that in which we're able to benefit them with. So, in, so, in, so, so, in other words, what part of the purpose of establishing communities is so that we could what give dawah, so we can give dawah, so we can call people to Allah, call people to tawhid, call people to Islam, call people to properly believe in the prophets and the messengers, call people to believe properly. Naam, to enter to Islam, to accept Islam. Naam, this is part of the this is part of, 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 of what we get when establishing what? Communities. And establishing communities. Alakulli Hal is it's a tremendous task. It's a tremendous task. So we have to beg Allah Ta'ala. And we have to plan. We have to plan. As Musa alayhi salam, he planned. He looked at the 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 task. He broke it down to see what will be needed to complete this task. And then he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those things that he needed so that the task could be completed, the mission could be successful. Naam, as it was, as he brought the message successfully to Fir'aun. Because again, remember, the, the, um, the mark of a successful message of, of, of conveying the da'wah is what? Is conveying the da'wah. Conveying the da'wah in a, in, in a clear manner, conveying the da'wah in a manner that is understood, conveying the message. That's our job. That was the job of the prophets and the messengers, to convey the message. Now, as far as the message being accepted, that's not within our control. That's not within our control. We don't guide people. We don't guide people in the sense that we don't change their hearts. Now, we don't, we don't, we don't change their hearts. No, we give them the message. We give them the information. We show them the guidance. Whether they accept that guidance or not, that's beyond our control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He guides whom He pleases. Whoever Allah ta'ala guides, then what? There's no one that can lead them astray. Naam. Whoever Allah guides, there's no one that can lead them astray. Whoever Allah leads astray, nobody can guide him. No one. No one can guide him. In order to establish what we are looking to establish as far as communities, we have to have planning. We have to plan in advance. Poor community planning, in my experience, poor community planning, in my experience, 
is a planning that is purely opportunistic and or reactionary. Naam is opportunistic and or reactionary at best. At best. Naam. And it only takes into account the immediate needs and wants without necessarily pondering over and preparing for that which will lend to future and continued success. Right? And 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 I and I want to break this down and give some examples, inshallah ta'ala. An example of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about poor community planning that is based upon opportunistic and reactionary, yani, uh, 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 yani, and uh, reactionary traits at best is that what? An example of this could be clearly illustrated in the placement of the masajid, and the placement of the masajid, right? What neighborhoods we put the masajid in, you know, what areas, so on and so forth. Now, in most cases, in most cases, and again, I'm just talking about what I've seen from my own experience and some. Uh, decisions in which I had a hand in. Some of them were opportunistic and reactionary, meaning that we, and as we'll see, right? Meaning that one, because we found something that was available and affordable. So sometimes it was opportunistic in a sense and reactionary in a sense that we found something that was available and was affordable. Was this the neighborhood that we had previously targeted? Did we look at the demographics, you know, and, and that, and, and assess, you know, property value? Da, da, da. Is this the is this the best and 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 most, yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, ideal place to place the masjid? Was that involved in it? No, not at all. It was. I saw a for rent sign. I called it. The price was good. We could put the masjid here, right? And that's because, of course, you know, the resources at that time. This is this is what it led to. Like we can really, this is was the best we can do. But the reality of it is, is that that was not based on planning. We did not target that particular structure and say we're going to put the masjid here because of X, Y, Z. No, it's just it's an opportunity. It's affordable. Let's do it now. So in any event, some of the yani, the the masjid, you will find that they either. Place where they are placed due to availability and affordability. Now, now, of course, there are many factors that will enter into this. Some of those factors that will enter into this and reasons behind this, it could be due to uh, zoning restrictions that limit the establishment of religious entities to a certain area. You have that in certain places where unless yani, it was grandfathered in as far as having that zoning for a religious establishment, unless it was grandfathered in, they're not giving any more you know, any, uh, permits or, or, or allowing any more structures in that area to be zoned for religious use. Now, so you have to go maybe outside of that particular neighborhood, so on and so forth. You have certain areas that are like this, that are like this, right? They have been designated for a certain thing, and religious establishment doesn't enter into the overall planning of the city and so on and so forth. So you're restricted. You can't go there. So if you wanted to, you can't. So sometimes we ran in situations like that. Perhaps where we wanted to go, we couldn't go, right? So we were forced to choose other neighborhoods due to this reason. So again, I want to stress, I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking yani, uh, individuals and communities for having to do what they have to do. I'm not knocking that because if you can't do what is ideal, then you do the best you can do, right? I'm just um, want to stress and highlight that if we have, the opportunity to plan, if we have the opportunity to target an area, to put the masjid in that is based upon planning and research and what will, what will be best for our overall vision and goal, 
then any any uh, a vision, then this is better. This is better. But of course, if you can't do everything, then you then you don't leave it all. You do what you can. You do what you can, and you fear Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to the best of your ability. Naam. Okay. Another reason that are that you know I would I would categorize that were opportunistic and or reactionary, right? Um, will be because of the the structure was in close proximity to where members of the community may currently reside. So you have situations like that where they put the masjid where they currently live and in, in their neighborhood. Now, this is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and of course, this is uh, not necessarily a bad thing if the community plans to stay in that able, na- uh, neighborhood. If they plan to stay in that neighborhood and if there's a possibility of them developing that neighborhood into a community then this is this is good this is fine but again what common denominator do we see even in this is that what is a lack of planning this wasn't something that was necessarily planned out and said okay based upon what we're looking for then this would be an ideal situation it was just a reaction we're here it makes sense it's easy you know, we, we, we have familiarity with the area, so on and so forth, with the people of the area, so it just makes more sense. Let's do it here, right? Now, in some of these areas where you have that, when you look at some of the greater things that the community may need, you have to take it outside of those neighborhoods, right? So, for example, and now if you want to expand into a school, well, we don't have room or space for a school. The neighborhood may be so expensive that we really can't buy, but we need in this area. It's outside of what we could afford, but maybe in another area we can afford and we can get it there, right? So, of course, when you look at it from the standpoint, yes, if it works for a certain area, if it takes care of certain things that we may need, but not everything we may need, then that's not ideal. That's not ideal. If the master is here and then the school is 20 minutes away or 30 minutes away or whatever the case is, a few towns over, yeah. It's not really ideal, right? It's not really ideal. I mean, if that's what we have to do, then again, that's what we have to do, right? However, we're talking about trying to establish the ideal situation, right? The ideal situation. Perhaps we can discuss, Yani, in future sit in 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 future sittings, right? The um some of alternative things that we can do and advice as relates to situations that are not ideal, right? Give some advice, inshallah, ta'ala, on situations that are not ideal, but basically how we can get the best and get the most out of uh, a situation that are not ideal. Now, but that's not the purpose of this discussion. This discussion, we're talking about trying to put our minds together to come up with a plan that is what ideal to bring about the ideal situation. Any of it. Another placement of masajid, um, I found that was you know just based on poor planning, was to put the masjid in an affluent area. Now I know certain places in Jersey where the masajid are put in affluent areas, in areas where nobody lives. Right? When I mean nobody, I mean the vast majority of the community doesn't live there. You may have one or two people or a few families that live there, but the vast majority of the people, they don't live there. They don't live there at all. They live far, half an hour away, 20 minutes away, so on and so forth. Putting the massage inside of some of the most expensive areas in New Jersey. 
But people don't, people don't live in those areas. They have to come from adjacent areas and travel in. This is bad planning. Now, the reason that they may do this, and Allah Ta'ala knows best, the reason that these areas are targeted, Allah Ta'ala knows best, but it could be, it could be due to status, trying to, yani, due to seeking after a, a, a yani, status symbol, that look, the Muslims have money, we can put a masjid in this area. Allah Alam, yani, you know, because maybe, I don't know, right? I don't know the thinking behind these individuals, but these are things that, you know, come to mind. Perhaps this is why they did it. It's, an, it's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, a status symbol, right? And, and and I'm saying this not based on, I mean, whatever whatever reason why they did it, Allah Alam. But definitely the Muslims afterwards will brag about it. Oh, our masjid is in so-and-so. You know, and it's, a, it's a very rich town, and you know, sounds good. We have a masjid in such and such, and such a rich town, right? And things and things like that, and it becomes like a bragging right. We got a masjid in that town. Oh, mashallah, you live in that town? No, I don't live in that town. What town you live in? Oh, I live in the town thirty minutes away. Yeah, subhanallah. Anyway, right? So it could be that, or maybe they have a, they have aspirations of integration. You know, some communities like that they have an aspiration of integration into the tiers. Of the society or this particular tier and tax and tax bracket of, of society, so they put them as shit there. Nah, whatever. In any event, this is not ideal for what we're talking about because when you're talking about situations where you need, you know, you know hundreds of millions of dollars to establish what you're looking for, then eh, you know that's not really um, ideal based upon the demographics of the Muslims. Yeah, you have some rich Muslims. You have a lot of rich Muslims, right? But you have a lot of Muslims that are blue collar workers, right? You have a lot of Muslims that that earn on average, you know, fifty thousand, forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. These areas are not conducive for for these individuals. And people can say whatever it is they want to say, but there's a great number of people in this tax bracket that attend the masjid in these affluent areas. Brothers who are making between forty and fifty thousand dollars a year. So, you understand? In any event. Again, let me, let me make this abundantly clear. I'm not knocking the motivations that are pure and wholesome. I'm not knocking that in any which way, shape, or form. However, I think we all agree that the aforementioned scenarios, they are not ideal. The aforementioned scenarios, they did not involve prior planning to establish a community, right? Um, now, in these scenarios, the aforementioned scenarios, as far as planning that involves the establishment of a masjid, then you find it adequate for that. They're adequate, and 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 they have hit their target and they have met their goal. If the plan was just to establish a masjid, then okay, it's not a problem. You can put it where you live at. You can put it in an affluent area. You can put it, you know, um, wherever you find it that's affordable for you. It's no problem because the idea is just to establish a masjid. So if that is the idea, then that okay, you you have you have attained what you were looking for, and. Um, this also, I believe, is a problem is that there is a lack of vision. I know previously in many communities, the only objective was to establish a masjid. There was no other objective, just to establish a masjid. They didn't think about anything outside of that. We're just trying to establish a masjid. And they were able to do that. And this is why we have many masjid in places uh, that are devoid of communities around them. Why? Because the idea in going in was not thinking about a community. It was just to establish a masjid. But as the but as the Muslims are now increasing in number in America, then we realize that what we need more. 
We need more. Um, we need more than a situation where the masjid is here, and then we have to commute into it. You know, half an hour, forty-five minutes away. We need more than that. We need our situation requires more than that. I mean, over the past twenty years, um, we have lost yani uh, massive numbers of our children to the streets and to academia. Yeah. We have lost them to the streets and to academia. Inshallah, this can be an episode with within itself. But we have. Some have, you know, gone to the street life and some have uh, become agnostic and so on and so forth, right? And these pseudo-intellectuals due to academia. Well, now they think that they understand better than, you know, the, the ulama. They think they understand better than, you know, uh, uh, even the prophets and the messengers, some of these individuals. They think, they, they think they're so smart. Right, so we've lost them. We have lost them. Nah, we ain't losing to the gangs, but we lost them to this nonsense. Allah mustaan. In any event, our communities, we need more than that. We need more. In other words, we need the masjid. That's the nucleus. That's 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 the center, right? That's that's the nucleus of our community. But at the same time, we also need a place where we can have halal recreation. We also need a place where even before that, and, and, and maybe more obvious, where we can learn, where there's sound education, right? Meaning we need a school. We need a school. Where's the school for our children? Where's the school for our children? Where are the daycares for our children? Where are the kindergartens for our children? Where are the Head Start programs for our children? Where are the places our children can go to get mentored? Now, where are the places our children can go to get mentored? We need all these things. We need all these things in order to have a successful community. In any event, when trying to establish a successful community, there are going to be a number of factors that have to be assessed prior to prior to breaking ground. Some of those things, from those things, yeah, from those things, they include but are not limited to. We have to figure out what the cost of living, the cost of living in a particular area. And they compare that to the people yeah, the, uh, of the masjid, right? The average income of the congregation of the masjid, what is it? So we can't pick areas that are beyond that scope, okay? So we can't say, okay, we're going to make a masjid in Beverly Hills. How? When the majority of the people make between forty dollars and $70,000 a year. Beverly Hills is that's that's not for us, right? We can't we can't we can't go nowhere like that. You understand? So we have to be able to look at you know, the cost the cost of living in a particular area and factor that in based on the members of the community. Secondly, we have to look at property value. What's the what's the property value around? Because you know the buying power of a dollar is different depending on where you're at. Some places you get a lot more for your money than the other places. Now, you, if you want to build a masjid in the middle of New York, you're talking millions of dollars. You take a fraction of that and you can establish a masjid and put housing around it and so on and so forth in places in the South, right? Or other places in the Midwest and so on and so forth. Take that same amount of money that will get you just a masjid in one area, put it in another area. You have a masjid, you have a school, you, you, you can build a few houses for the same amount of money. So your money can go further depending on where you're at. So you have to look at property value. You have to. You have to look at property value. Uh, thirdly, you have to look at the availability of affordable housing based on the median income of the community. 
Yeah? So if 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 the property value and everything was good to get the masjid and it worked for those things, but the uh, uh, the housing was scarce and or too expensive for the members of the community, within well, that area doesn't work. It doesn't check off all the boxes needed because we want a place where potentially the Muslims can walk to the masjid. Now, don't have to drive. Can walk because it's a few blocks away or you live adjacent to it where you can walk across the street, walk across the yard, so on and so forth. We want communities like this where we can just walk to the masjid. Now, where our children can walk to the masjid. Now, without fear of getting hit by a car, you know what I mean? So all this has to be taken in, 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 into consideration where we can walk, where we can potentially buy a square city block, you understand? Where the people who live within that block, you can walk to the masjid, it's, a serious, it's, just, it's just a matter of yani, having a community path between the houses, right? Having a community path where you can just walk down the path to the masjid, you don't have to, you don't have to cross the street. You don't have to cross any streets. You just walk to it. So it, it's, it's possible. It's possible, but it's going to require what? Planning and sacrifice. In any event, also, um, which is linked to that, which is linked to the aforementioned point, is that we have to look at the availability of housing in close proximity to the masjid, right? We have to look at the availability of housing in close proximity to the masjid. All these things have to come into play when we're Pre, where we're going through our planning, right, before targeting a particular area, uh, which is uh, the fifth point, which is very important, right, is that there has to exist the probability of establishing businesses which will be in close proximity to the masjid, which would be in close proximity to the masjid and to what, and to people's homes. Because remember, we want to find a place where we can put the masjid and houses or there exists affordable housing for the members of the community. So we also want to have a place where we put, yani we have businesses, where we have businesses. I'm not saying places where businesses exist. I'm saying a place where we could potentially have these businesses. So if the businesses exist, then you want to look into the possibility of adding businesses to it and the possibility of potentially buying some of the businesses that are currently there and taking them over. Right? You want to look into all of that. Is that possible? You, you understand? Because I want to stress that we have to establish communities, not neighborhoods. Communities. A neighborhood is a place where a lot of people live at. A collective lives at. That's a neighborhood. You understand? But we need communities. I'm not talking about establishing neighborhoods. Establishing neighborhoods requires a set of planning that you know, is a lot easier, but again, does not check off all the boxes of what we need. We need communities. Now, a community is something where you have a controlling hand in the local, in your local uh, uh, economy. You have a controlling hand in your local economy. That's very important. Why? Because we will have to have a place where wealth and resources could be collected and stored for present and future generations, right? So let me let me let me break this down from another from another standpoint so you understand better what I'm saying. If we have a place where we have businesses, now where we have businesses, and 
the businesses are in close proximity to the masjid. So this means logically that the individuals who own those businesses, they will be people who frequent the masjid. They will be people who frequent the masjid, right? Now, because they are business owners, they will be individuals who would have, yani, they could afford to spend more than a person who, for example, is an employee, okay? Business owners, you know, they get the lion's share of the profit. They can afford to spend more. They have more money to spend, more resources than what? Than a person who is an employee, okay? So they can give more sadaqah to help the masjid, right? All right. Now, let's add to that. If you have businesses that are in close proximity to the masjid, but they were erected with the understanding of what? Of providing a service for the community, providing a service for the community, for an individual to make money for them and their families, right? But to also what? To provide jobs for members of the community, to provide jobs for members of the community who will also entail what? Turn around and, you know, spend on, in, in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also who will allocate a certain portion of money, be it in, 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 in pledges or whatever the case is, to help fund and maintain the masjid. To help fund and maintain the masjid. Where they said, okay, yani, I'm going to give a certain a percentage yani, to the masjid to take care of the upkeep and whatever expenses the masjid may have so that we could assure the sustainability of the masjid. So the masjid never has to worry about going bankrupt or has to never worry about not being able to afford any. No, because the community collectively, all these businesses have come together and said, no, we're going to help fund to make sure the masjid stays here. And this is the understanding. So this is what I mean when I say collecting the, the collection of wealth and pulling of our resources that will benefit present and future communities. So if we have a system in place where businesses are giving fees to binila, where the masjid goes into a situation where perhaps its entity could be an owner of some of these businesses or of some of these uh, lots where they can rent out to Muslim businesses, right? So they're getting income from that passively, so on and so forth, right? Then this can go to the to 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 the maintenance of the masjid. So now the masjid is not uh, being funded solely by what by the sadaqah box, as many masjid are. If the people give, alhamdulillah, they don't give. The masjid can't pay his bills. They can't afford to pay for the water. They can't afford to pay for the electric. This is not an ideal situation. This is a situation that's, that you can see could come to an end one day. Why? Because the system is not put in place where, the, where our wealth and resources are gathered and collected to benefit present and future generations. Right. So when you have a community, this is what you have. When you have a community, this is what you have. When you have a community, your money will circulate within that community before it leaves and go outside. Okay? So, example, if the masjid owns houses, right? The masjid owns houses that it rents out to the Muslims of that area. So now the Muslims of that area, they have a house that is in close proximity to the masjid. That Muslim family is going to pay their rent. They pay their rent to the masjid. The masjid in turn is going to use that, the money that comes in from things like that. And then now they're going to pay for their expenses. So that so that it being in, 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 in the case of bills, that helps and it benefits the community, right? That can be 
in paying salaries for the imam, the teachers, so on and so forth, right? The teachers in the masjid, the imam, the mu'adhin, so on and so forth. So now that money comes from the Muslims who live in the house, right? Who are renting this house to the masjid, Muslims, right? To pay the Muslims who work in that facility, Muslims. So it went from the Muslims to the Muslims to the Muslims, right? Then in turn, those Muslims, because we have a community, will now go and buy bread from the local bakery that is owned by Muslims. So now it goes again now to the Muslims, right? Or they will go to the local supermarket and buy produce and things like that from there. So now it goes what to the Muslims. Or they will go to the local Muslim mechanic and use that money to 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 you know pay for to fix their cars so on and so forth. So now again that goes to the Muslims. Now I went from those Muslims and they may what they have these same needs so they need to buy groceries and so on and so forth as well. So they're gonna go to the bakery now. So you see it now circulating inside of our community. Where the, the money is circulating inside our community, benefiting our community before what? Before it leaves our community uh, to go into the hands of a non-Muslim who has a, you know, whatever business, you, you understand? But look how long it circulated in our community first and benefited, 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 benefited. Okay, then it went out. And this is, the, this is, the, this is how things work. This is how things work. But we want to have a community where we can have that, where our money can come into it and benefit, 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 then go out. As opposed to right now. Right now we get money and what? It comes and it goes right out. It goes straight out. Our check comes, straight out. Other people benefiting from it, right? It comes and, and, and we go to the grocery store owned by Kufar. So it comes in, straight out to the Kufar. Okay. It comes in, we go to the bakery owned by the Kufar, straight to the Kufar. Comes in, it goes to the mechanic owned by the kufar, straight to the kufar. Subhanallah, we, we we you know we're paying our rent, and yeah, they to 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 the kufar, and it goes what straight to the kufar, straight to the kufar. How are we gonna you know how are we gonna win? How are we gonna win if that's our situation, where you have other communities? non-Muslim communities, that their money circulates within their community. Benefit, 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 then leave. Our money leaves immediately? How, how we, you know what I mean? How are we going to compete? Allah musta'an. Anyway, this is what I'm talking about, community, where these things could be established. It's not, it's not, it's not impossible, and it's not hard. You, you understand? We know it's not impossible because others have done it. We know it's not hard in a sense that it's, it's not so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not so cumbersome that we can't overcome these hindrances or, or, or these difficulties in establishing. It's not, because others have done it. Others who are non-Muslims have done it. So my thing is, if they did it, we could do it. If they did it, we can do it. If it was already done, what you mean I can't do it? It was already done. Do you, do you understand? If they did it, of course we can do it. We just have to plan. Also, too, as it relates to what would be ideal for yeah, a community, some of the things that we would need, we would have to think about prior to targeting certain places, is the availability of land for structures that will be needed by the community. Right? So, in other words, uh, as aforementioned, we look for a place where we can have a masjid and we know we need a school. So also we can get a school in close proximity, right? Um, which is important. So if we can get the masjid but we can't get the school, then 
that, that really doesn't work for what we for what we looking for. It's not ideal for us, right? If we can get to school, but we can't get the masjid because of zoning and all this other stuff, then nah, it's not ideal for us. We want a place where we can have it all. We can have the masjid and we can have the school, but also places that you will we, we will look for. For example, where if we want to have a community park and things of this nature, right? Where we where we benefit, where we can buy a lot and make it a park, so everybody can benefit from it. We're not, we're not saying non-Muslims can't come to our park. No, we're never going to say that. They can come. They can come. They can play, you know, basketball and, and, and soccer and things of this nature. No problem. No problem. Everybody come. They can, any, any kid can come and play on the swings and, and slide down the slide and, you know, have fun and enjoy themselves. Alhamdulillah, if we have a little lake in there, you know, the recess pond, we have to have them a lot here in Florida. Then what? And they stock it with fish. People can come. They can fish. No problem. Anybody can come. Muslim, not Muslim, no problem. But the point is, is that it's a park within our community and a park within the community, first and foremost, serves what the community, first and foremost. So if the uh, a good percentage of the people who live in that area, in that community are Muslim, then what? Then we're going to benefit from it. So when you go to that park, now you're going to see a bunch of khimaj, you're going to see a bunch of niqabs, you're going to see jinbabs and huh? you're going to see that. You're going to see brothers in thobes, you're going to see kufis, you're going to see you. <laughs> you understand? You're going to see you. So you're going to feel comfortable. So now, when the disbelievers come and, they, and, and the little kids are playing, alhamdulillah, they're going to be interacting with the Muslims. They're going to be getting to know the Muslims. The Muslim parents are going to be speaking to the non-Muslim parents. They're going to be getting to know each other. Yeah? It, they, 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 they may have a, yani, are able to develop you know, open communication and kind treatment to one another. So now, alhamdulillah, when you bring juice boxes, you're going to bring juice boxes now for your kids, but then you know that little Sally and Billy, and they're coming with their mother, and they're usually there on this day too, so you're going to bring a juice box for them as well. You're going to bring some little, yeah, any finger sandwiches for them as well. Some little granola bars for them as well, and share. Say, oh, listen, so I, I know you like these type of granola bars, so we got you some for you and your family, right? To show them that good hospitality, that good treatment. This this will in Bithnilahi Ta'ala will soften their hearts to Islam. This Bithnilahi Ta'ala yani, may be yani, part of the things that where they become Muslim. And even in the worst case scenario where they don't become Muslim, at least their hearts will be soft to Islam where they'll know what the Muslims are and aren't about. So no one can come to them and say, these Muslims, they're, they're evil, they're terrorists, they want to kill all of us, so on and so forth. Person say, nah, that's not the experience I had. I dealt with many Muslims. Our children play together. We go to the same parks. They bring me food. When they, when they, when they, you know, uh, uh, when, when the aid comes, they, 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 they bring me things, they, the meat that they have slaughtered. They always, they, they, they're nice people. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're lying. You're a liar. This is false propaganda. This is not, this is not true. You understand? So, at, at, at the least, you'll, 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 you'll get this from what? For interacting with the community. From, I mean, subhanAllah, from being a human being. Acting like a human being. That, who has the guidance that Allah Ta'ala has sent down. SubhanAllah. The Prophet Wasallam, when they went to al Medina and they were there, they were Kufar, they were Jews that they were there, and they were, yani, and, and, and others, other groups from the Kufar. Do, do, do you find the Prophet said, I'm telling the Muslims, nah, y'all just talk, y'all just be amongst yourself. Don't interact with them. Don't talk with them. Don't, 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 don't exchange food with them. Don't give them anything. You know, no, not at all. But they still, what, they still did business with them, huh? They still, gifts were exchanged, so on and so forth. 
Subhanallah, they still spoke with them. How many hadith do we have where a group of Jews would come and speak with the Prophet wasallam? The doors were open. It wasn't, we Muslim, y'all better not stay over there, stay away from me. No. Yeah, subhanAllah. So this understanding that we get of isolationism is from where? It's from where? Where did the Muslims ever act like that? Allah musta'an. Anyway. I mean, this is already way, you know, longer than what I had intended. So I'm, I'm going to leave that right there. But we have to come together and we really have to start strategizing. We have to start uh, planning, masterminding, so on and so forth. For those that's not really familiar with that you know, uh, that term to, to mastermind, right? Um, then, then, then this means, Yanni, to plan and direct a complex undertaking, right? Where we come together, we really plan and direct a complex undertaking. Where we come together as a collective, as Muslims, and we... We 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 bring forth a combination of what of brainstorming, right? Of education and um, uh, peer accountability. You know, it's important that we come as a community like that, right? Where where we brainstorm together how we can make the situation better, how we can better have a better impact on our society, on our neighborhoods, right? Um, peer accountability. Peer accountability is important. You understand? When the Muslim businesses and and, and, and and professionals and educators and so on and so forth that that we hold each other accountable, you know, brother, what are you doing to help make things better, brother? This is a project I'm I'm coming up with because I want to give out yani free uh, translations of the Quran to the people. You know, how how you how do you plan on helping me and 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 press people? You know, press people. You listen, you have to be a part of doing something good. If you want to help me, what I'm doing, you know, because everybody's passion is whatever is different, right? If you want to help me, what I'm doing, the dawah table. I know the other brother, they're giving out food to people. Maybe get down with them and help give out the food. The other people, they're, they're giving out clothes, right? Um, you know, so maybe get, get involved in that project, giving out clothes, so on and so forth. You know, you have people who are helping with the sports team or not sports team, but like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, activities, right? Like activities and, and, and PE style activities for the children. So they're planning fishing trips, right? They they have they're gonna do a three point competition so on and so forth maybe help with that with the recreation now nah, youth recreation huh help with the youth recreation but the point is is that you got to do something everybody got to do something you're not just gonna not do nothing you have to do something to help you want to help the bake sale you want to help you do a car wash whatever but everybody got to do something you don't want to do that then help cut the grass help paint the building help take out the trash. Everybody has to help. So that's what I mean, peer accountability. Yeah? This is how we have to be together, peer accountability. And also we have to have a support system amongst ourselves to sharpen the skills needed to attain our goals. To sharpen the skills needed to attain our goals. You understand? So a brother trying to look for a job, you should have brothers in the community say, listen, let me see your resume. Let me review it for you. Let me, let me touch it up for you. Let me, let me see. Let me you know, show you how... You know, what jobs are looking for, how to better word it, how to better structure it, so on and so forth. Let me teach you how to make a cover letter, right, to help sharpen our, our skills. Somebody wants to go to, you know, take some classes to, 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 to further themselves in something. Maybe they don't have the money, but we need an infrastructure that is set up and in a, in a, in a support group that is set up where we can go and say, listen, brother, brother, I want to take a, th- and take a course at the local college. Well, how much it costs? $300, no problem. Yeah, you can have it or you can borrow it. You can borrow it and pay me back. 
Brother say, I want to, you know, take this course online and stuff like that. How much you got? But I don't have the money right now. How much is it? Oh, is it $500? Oh, you don't have that? Okay, bro. I got two. You got two? He got two. Yo, you got one? He got one. Here you go. Pay us back whenever. Or pay us, or don't pay us back. But we have to have a situation where we can help each other. We can help each other. Brother want to get a CDL. Whatever the case is, we can help. We can help. You don't have it? We can help. Why? Because in helping you, helping you help us. You understand? And helping you, we're helping ourselves because we're helping you help us. So everybody helping everybody. But we have to have uh, the likes of this, yeah? Meaning a collective that helps individuals involved in it to, to achieve success and to challenge them to set strong goals, to challenge them to accept, I mean, to, to achieve strong goals to set strong goals and to strive and more importantly yani to strive to accomplish them where where yani you know whatever the case is we're always pushing each other to get better alhamdulillah brother you know you did good you know but you know what you can, maybe you could do a little better is there more is there another level you can take it to that you're interested in taking it to if so let us help you take it to there or if you didn't think about it maybe you should think about it right and encourage each other to get better and 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 better this is this is what I meant when I said you know masterminding and uh, you know uh, doing these type of things that are related to the community. Do we have these things in place? Often the case is, and as we know, no. Am I saying that they do not exist? No. Um, I hope they exist, and I know they exist in certain places, Yanni. But I hope they exist in other places. But we need more of them. Bismillahi ta'ala. So again, this is just some of Yanni. What I had on my mind that I want to talk about as relates to planning and things that are vital and needed for the establishment of communities and for success, for present and future generations that will lend to Islamic sustainability within our families, within our communities, within our progenies. Uh, this is something that is, is extremely important and we have, to, we have to plan. We have to put forth a, a plan, an active plan to strive to do what we can do for Allah, to do what we can do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards these, the establishment of these goals. Yeah, and again, this is what I had on my mind. فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدْرِ وَصَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى نَبِيْنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَنَا آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَإِلَّا اللِّقَاءِ Until the next time, until the next time, أَسْتَوْدِيعُكُمُ اللَّهِ والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته